Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. There is nothing, I mean nothing, like the energy of an empowered woman. You know, the kind of woman who is grounded in sexy confidence, comfortable in her own skin, oozing of self-acceptance. I mean, you've seen this kind of woman before, right? She's strutting her stuff. She's shining brightly. Even on an average day, she looks amazing in the jeans and the tee, but yet she can also be a runway model just ready with her little red dress in an instant. But what if this isn't you, right? Like what if you once felt this way perhaps and you were strutting your stuff when you were younger without even trying or thinking about it and your body changes with time and you don't feel attractive any longer and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, like who am I? Where did I go? And now what? Or what if you never felt this way at all and you have no to little confidence that you'll ever feel sexy and body confident? You might then, when it comes to dating, feel that no one will be attracted to you. So you hide or worse yet, you accept the crumbs with almost like a scarcity mindset that I talk about a lot. And most people, when they think and talk about confidence, they think about the inner confidence. However, outer confidence, which is your body image, your style, your body language, your sex appeal, they are, this is all just as important. In fact, I can't really talk about one without the other. There is a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner, especially when it comes to dating. And this is why I start on the outside. You know, the inside takes time. It takes a lot of, you know, healing and and working through. And don't get me wrong, it's super important. But the outside is the quickest gateway to go inward. And I help my clients gain the sexy confidence with this all the time. I mean, sitting down and doing a little cognitive therapy on someone who is not happy with their body image That's different than going into a dressing room and teaching them about their body type and putting on a dress that looks amazing on them. I'm sorry, that's a way quicker way of people getting the evidence, the confidence that they are amazing, that they are sexy. And I often ask, you know, my clients or just people in general, you know, what do you think is sexy? Define sexy. And sadly, many tend to focus on what they consider unflattering areas of their bodies and base their attractiveness and sexual confidence on the features they believe to be imperfect. So we focus on what we don't like versus what we do and lacking confidence. Many are reluctant to even date or feel worthy to attract anyone for that matter. Here's the good news. The good news is sexual confidence can be developed and you alone have the power to define it. So what does it look like and how might it manifest for you? Well, with me on the line today, I have an amazing woman. I just, I literally met her not too long ago. I had one call and I fell in love with her. I'm like, come on my podcast. She, she is a podcast listener and 
She's a woman who has experienced some negative comments from several men, both online and in person about her body. And she didn't feel like anyone was attracted to her anymore. So she just gave up trying. And when she did try, the results weren't positive. So the residual effects of the past hurtful situations coupled with her own self-doubt were causing her to feel anxious about men liking her and has been having difficulty pacing and setting boundaries. I'm hoping to help her with all of this and gain more sexy confidence when it comes to dating. Welcome, Julia. Hi, Julia. Hi, Kim. Hi. I'm so happy you came on to do this. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I, you know, maybe just, you know, share with the listeners, first of all, like, what brought you here to begin with and connecting with me and some of the challenges that I know you were sharing with me on and, you know, what we're going to talk about today. Oh, well, let's see. Um, I guess to start off with, I'm 43. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I've never been married. I've never been engaged and I have had really just decades of, um, just really challenging dating and relationship situations. Um, and I, I think just in the last year or so, I decided to buckle down and see, okay, what, <laughs> what am I doing or what can I do differently mm. to uh, number one, attract men that I really actually do want to meet. Um, and then also to gain more confidence back because I, I knew that I, I knew that there was some issues there. Um, well, let's so, start there. Cause I, I, I did, I know that you had shared with me some of the, the body confidence too. Like what has been some of the confidence issues? Well, so it went, you know, growing up my teenage years and early twenties, I was very, very confident actually um Mm. I always had you know what a lot of people would consider an ideal body type I was athletic um and slim and um for different reasons in my mid to late 20s I just started gaining weight quickly um I had some health issues and stuff and um you know, when it happens fast like that, or I don't know, I guess maybe slow too, but I, it, I just, what, I didn't feel like myself anymore. And then it was around that time that I started, um, I would get comments from some guys. <laughs> mm. um, and then in, into my thirties, um, I was getting comments from men that I had dated and who had, I had been physical with, um, you know, when I would ask them why they didn't want to go forward in a relationship or, or turn what we, you know, the fun that we were having, um, into something more serious, they admitted that, you know, that I just wasn't their type, that I was too big for them. Um, Hmm. and it, you know, that, that really, it was hard. That was really hard. And so I just, I kind of took, I would take really big um, breaks in between dating. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got into, you know, a few different times of being really depressed. 
that that's really hard especially when you've had comments like that it can really shoot your confidence down on top of not feeling good in your body you know (laughs) yeah it's like pour a little salt in the wound (laughs) and (laughs) let it overflow and bubble I'm not doing it enough myself you know yeah exactly right right (laughs) well I wondered how did that that lack of confidence then manifest in your dating experiences? Like what, what would happen then when you weren't feeling good in your body and stuff like that? Um, I think I got to the point where I would kind of almost take anything that anyone would give me. Um, Mm. I started getting into a really bad cycle of getting physical with men without any sort of actual depth to any sort of relationship. Um, And I was letting them totally breadcrumb me uh, and string me along. Um, and, And, or I would just jump into and try to rush into like a commit, a committed relationship with someone. Um, What was that about? I think it was like, if I could just, if they were my boyfriend, quote unquote, that meant something more, (laughs) Uh, uh Um, even Uh though they all treated me horribly. um, And it wasn't like, you know, I never had any physical abuse or any, you know, real like verbal abuse. It was more like just, just, they didn't really, you know, plan anything with me. I was always the chaser. Um, Ah, I drove all the relationships and, uh, and I, that my, my lack of confidence um, was what was behind that. I have a question. So, um, and this is kind of like rewinding time before, like, in your twenties, when you were frolicking around and, and when, when life was good as you were painting it, um, were, were you dating back then when you felt better in your body and were, were different things happening? Well, it's kind of funny because I actually, between the ages of about 21 and 28, I was very, very religious. I, yeah. (laughs) Um, I went from, I was, I was religious in high school, although I was also very, I was very confident back in high school. I was very flirty. I was what they would call boy crazy. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And then I, you know, I really back then felt like I could just you know, crook my finger and, and, and the guy that I liked would, of course, you know, like me back. That's kind of how I felt, even though that's not always how it happened. But, and then I had a relationship when I was um, between 19 and 21 years old, and that shook me. Um, It was the first time that, that was really the first time that, that a boy really. Yeah, (laughs) yeah told me, you know, he was totally unattracted to my body. Um, because at that point I had gained about 20 pounds in about two months because I had gone on 
the birth control pill. Um, mm -hmm. And that really shook me. Uh, and when we broke up, when I finally realized that that relationship was not going anywhere, I broke up with him. And then I ran basically to church. <laughs> um, and I almost there for, you know, seven years. Um, so wow. I didn't, I, that's, I think that's part of this too, is that I didn't, I didn't have the dating experience in my twenties, the way that a lot of people do. Yeah. And that didn't start until I was about 28. Um, so I don't, I don't know that that answers your question at no, all. It does. No, 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 that actually, no, it's real. That's really important. Cause I mean, the, the last almost like reference you had, you know, w with a body that was different right before, I mean, you gained a little bit of weight was, was with that guy who didn't like your body even back then. Right. And then there was a time warp that happened. It was right. like you put yourself in a rocket ship and blasted into orbiting, <laughs> right? And, and so then you plop down after seven years into the planet and the door goes up and you're like, oh, geez. And you kind of like pick up where you left off. And then all this stuff started happening. Yeah. I mean, and I'll tell you, Kim, I dove in because there were no, at, that, at, at the age of 28, when I decided to you know, I decided that I, I was not that religious belief anymore. Um, and those constraints were gone. <laughs> I yeah. dove into, you know, meeting men. Um, and that was, it was very much like what I think a lot of people would do when, when they go off to college, you know? Um, so I feel that, yeah, it's kind of funny being 43 now, Mm -hmm. and only having a handful of even short-term relationships under my belt. And even then they really weren't relationships. They, you know, and when I say short-term, they were like maybe two months, four months at the most. And with, again, with me being the only one really making any effort at all in the relationship. So you know, I almost get the sense that you were like, you were trying to make up for lost time, <laughs> you know, like, for sure. yeah, like, okay, well, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to be your girlfriend now. And then I got to catch up. I got to catch up. And it's, I find this ha that happens all the time with people who had a long period during the formative years of not dating. And you look around you and, and you see everybody like being married and coupled off and having kids, but yet you're still in an adolescent body. Like where, where, when the rocket ship took off that's where you left off and that's where your yeah. development was you right. know and so I guess part of that is for me to to share with you like give yourself a break kind of thing and I think you've also been hard on yourself you know trying to get like hurry and get all this experience under your belt and get to the boyfriend thing but yet you know having the time to really enjoy and learning about who you are and learning how to date without getting attached is super important for you because yeah. you never had that. Exactly. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know we started out with, with talking about like how also the body image stuff impacts you. But I, I wonder like even 
even if the body confidence stuff wasn't there and wasn't an issue, do you think you would still be struggling with this stuff or do you, like, how do you see it relating to all this? Uh, yes. I mean, it was, you know, multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, y- yeah, there were definitely, you know, I've heard you speak before about how, you know, we, we go after relationships that mimic the relation, the parental relationships we had yeah. as children. And that is very much the case as I've been thinking about that over the last few weeks after hearing that, um, you know, my dad definitely was, he basically just like emotionally abandoned me when he met my stepmom when I was 10. And even though we were all three under the same roof, it was you know, that it, it, our relationship completely changed at that point. Um, Cause up until then I was his baby. I was his world. Oh. Um, and then all of a sudden at 10 years old, <laughs> it was yeah. like, it, it just changed overnight. Um, and it never had, it never was really resolved. So that I, I see that in the men that I've chosen to, to chase, you know, looking back right you know, now, I can see that. How are they similar? That's a really good and strong connection that you just made. They are similar in that, you know, the, the, the men that I've been with have, I, I always would complain that you know, they don't reach out, they don't contact me. They don't, they're not very good about being in communication. Um, even like every couple days, you know, uh-huh. I would wait or I would test. And then after a day or two, then I would finally just reach out. Um, they wouldn't make plans ahead of time. Um, and in these and late twenties, that I was like obsessive about that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I look back and I'm like, man, I was like crazy. <laughs> I was like a crazy person trying to like chase after these men. No wonder. I mean, I drove them off, but also, you know, that, that was just my, and maybe that's part of it is that I was, you know, trying to create relation, um, possibly mm-hmm. subconscious where was driving them off so that they would not, you know, um, communicate and just treat me the way that a partner really should in a committed relationship. Okay, this episode is really getting good. And as I'm talking with Julia, it just reminded me to tell you something that I completely forgot to mention before. And it actually has to do with your sexy confidence. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if some of this stuff resonates with you, I want to share with you a really cool opportunity that's coming up. So in the show notes, I've linked to my upcoming live virtual event. It's Saturday, 
November 21st, and it's called the Flirt Immersion Experience. And it's a virtual event. It's the first ever, and it's designed for women like you looking to find success in the dating world by learning how to flirt and really honing in on some key dating skills that you might not be doing or have. We're going to be going over how to embody a sexy confidence with your body language so you don't feel awkward anymore, conversational tricks that can create intrigue and connect with men, what men are really thinking about you during and after a date, and feminine charisma, how to use it, um, so much more. But when you attend the event, you will experience interactive games to help you come out of your shell. There's speed dating with some fabulous men that it hand-selected by me. I want you to know. And we also are going to have a panel of men to talk about what they think before, during, and after a date. And this event is going to be off the charts and completely different than anything you've ever experienced before. So I'm super excited about it. I mean, where else can you get direct feedback from the opposite sex? Nowhere. I mean, I was trying to think of something to do that simulated my wing gal experiences. And since we can't do that during this time, I'm, I'm taking it to the virtual world, and I'm really excited about it. But here's the thing. There are only 15 spots open. I'm keeping it small so that I can really do hands-on stuff with you ladies. So check it out in the show notes and grab your seat before it's taken. It's like a little over two weeks away, and I hope I get to meet you and see you there. Now let's get back to the show. Wow. That's really powerful, Julia, that you just made that connection. And I, I was going to ask, see, this is why I loved you the first time we talked, because I could tell you've been doing some work, but also I think now as things are coming together, you are making connections for yourself, but it, it's also for you to get rid of that old script as well. And so definitely as you were talking what the connection is, is that you will be attracted to kind of these unavailable people because it's replicating that familiarity of somebody who's unavailable and abandoned. So it's, it's almost like the brain's way of trying to correct an experience of some sort. It's like, okay, this yeah. feels familiar. Someone who's not always there for me. And on top of it, you know, I'm just wondering, like you said, on a subconscious level, that maybe the guys that you are attracting who are not liking your body, it's almost of making yourself right. See, like, yep. there it goes again, you know, kind of thing. Right, yeah. You know, and so it, it's now flipping the script, so to speak, and saying, wait a second, it's, it's not you, it's your script. And that's what you've been playing out. It's just the play, you know, but what if we change that script and you actually loved who you were in your body and that that wasn't really the reason why these guys leave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually, that's been, um, has shifted, you know, in the last m month or so, um, and again, a, a lot from listening to, uh, and listening to your podcast, um, hmm. just realizing 
one thing I'll say is that I, a big for me, because, you know, as of a month ago, I was, my plan was to lose all the weight that I wanted to lose (laughs) Uh and put up a profile and start dating again, you know, in six months or so. Um, And I was listening to this wonderful woman named Kim Seltzer. (laughs) I did not plug her to tell you. People, you are so cute. <laughs> Just, you know, what over I, and over. What did she say? This Kim Seltzer. <laughs> she said, um, "The thing that clicked with me is when you were coaching someone else, and you were you said, and I, now I've heard this over and over again that the um, guess what? Dating can also be part of your like uh, growth. Yeah, you know yourself." Um, uh, growth basically. Yeah. And dating is working on your love, your love life. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, you, if you just use it as another tool, mm-hmm. um, along, you know, while you're working on what you want to work on, you know, it's great. And I, and that just, I thought, yeah, that <laughs> I don't need to take it so seriously. Like it doesn't have to be like this perfect, you know, and along with like, even like having the perfect pictures you know and the mm-hmm. most perfect profit now you know I just I thought you know what I'm just gonna embrace what I am right now and you know I I look around and I see all these women of all different body sh- shapes and sizes um being adored by their partners yes. and it just didn't make sense in my brain like why am why do I think that I'm the one woman in the world <laughs> Uh you know isn't a size six and you know that's the reason that all these men you know that no one will ever be attracted to me and it just seemed ridiculous I have I will admit I have known a handful of men um who very very much so were very attracted as I am um but as we all know, it takes, you know, when you have something locked in your brain, you, you focus on the 100, you know, the 99 negative uh-huh. <laughs> remarks and you totally forget about the one or two, you know, positive, um, or is that vice versa? <laughs> yes. That, that yes. goes the Yes. No. And that's a really good point, Julia, because I was just going to say, I would go so far to say that even if we got rid of the quote unquote weight issue or body image issue, I have a feeling there would be something else that would come up that you would say, oh, well, maybe I'll wait for this, or maybe I'll wait for that, or maybe it's this. And you know, I think so many times that is what happens because of your frame of reference, especially in your case, is that your journey and your work is going to be around getting used to feeling like you deserve the love, that you deserve stability and someone who is available because you're not, you're not used to that. You're used to the chase. Right. Right. And so it's almost going to feel weird and you might not even be attracted to stable. You might even think it's boring or you won't trust it. You're like constantly waiting for the ball to drop. 
so to speak. So, you know, that's why the weight thing was really like, and just metaphorically insulating for you, right? Because you could (laughs) protect yourself against that. And so as, and I'm so excited that you're like finally not seeing that as a way of just being, being victim to that. You're saying, okay, I'm going to put my profile out there. And I saw your pictures and you look gorgeous. And (laughs) I'm so proud of you that you are doing that. But now your journey will be that self-deserving kind of message. And how do you, how do you stick with it and learn how to receive without chasing that? Yeah, that's, that's the next step for me is that, you know, I did, I did put my profiles up on a couple different sites. Um, Mm -hmm. and I have, I'm, it has been really been about almost two weeks. I think it's tomorrow that I live (laughs) with my profiles. Um, and I had two dates over the weekend. Yeah. And what happened? And what are you left with? You know, so going into it, another thing um to you is that, you know, it just keep looking at it as just it's this big, just big experiment. And you know, I just um you know, wearing red lipstick more and practicing making eye contact with other human beings when I'm out Mm -hmm. and about, like turning, just turning on that flirt, no matter who it is that's in front of me, Um, practicing flirting, like just in my messages back and forth, that was really Um, Mm eye-opening. And I, it really, really, it, um, I got a really different response this time around from <gasps> men that I was messaging. Yeah, I was like, this works. <laughs> <laughs> this works, people. Oh yes. <laughs> and it's, and it, but so are you, how are you feeling now at that, like something different happened? Are you like, wor- like, what's the next thing that you're wondering about or worrying about? The next thing that I'm worrying about is, okay. <laughs> and this uh-huh. goes right into the pacing thing. Like, yes, I, my my uh, initial like reaction now that we, you know, that I had one of the dates, I I would really like to see him again. Um, uh-huh. And we ended the date by basically saying that to each other that it, you know, this was we both had time. This was great, and you know, I definitely want to do this again. And uh, it's very mutual back and forth. And um, there's been a couple, to, that was Sunday. So that was two days ago. Um, okay. And we've had a couple messages back and forth on online still on the dating site. And my first gut feeling is like to lock down that second date to like say, uh-huh. or even like tease like, Hey, when do I get to see your beautiful blue eyes again? Or, you know, something like that. But I also know that that's like, uh, you know, the balance between mm-hmm. leaning back or, or even just like, like inviting a, you know, like nudging, nudging, like, hey, you, why don't you go ahead and, 
Yeah. I'm just like, oh, what to do now? Okay. Yes. And this is what I thought you'd be struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's fair because, um, usually history has it based on what you told me that you'd want to kind of lock things down, you know, and not have the anxiety or the angst of hearing from him again, if he likes you and all that's like when you start getting ahead of it and in your head. So the first question I'm going to ask you is what do you, what's your mission right now? Like, what do you want? Uh, just in dating in general? Yeah. Like what are you set out to do right now? Right. So my goals right now are to, as I said before, make this a fun experiment. Uh-huh. I do want to, I, I don't want to jump into any sort of commitment or anything quickly, even a couple months. Um, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> So that's really important because the reason why so many people get ahead of it and want to lock things down is because they're thinking relationship and boyfriend and in your case, security and all the things like the old kind of gremlins want from you, you know? Right. And so what, what's important moving forward is to keeping like your eye on the ball with your mission. And I invite you and I, and I usually have all my clients do this to write out your mission, write it out so that you see it in front of you. You paste it on your computer, you put it on your refrigerator, you put it in the mirror, remind (laughs) yourself, Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm not trying to get a boyfriend right now. And I don't have to worry about that. I'm simply learning how to flirt, have fun with everyone and to receive. Right. That's really good. (laughs) Yeah. Profound. (laughs) Right. I know it sounds so simple yet. I think that's why the feet get lifted off the ground and you start like losing just where you are in everything because you forget about your goals and your mission. And it will also take the anxiety out of it, knowing that no matter what happens with this guy, you're still in alignment with your mission. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And I will, I'll say like, I don't, it it does feel differently this time because although I, you know, I did, I really had a great date. I do like him. I would like to see him again. I don't feel like this anxiety, like, oh, what if he meets someone else? Or what if there isn't anyone after him? Like, I, I already know like that it, what happens is going to happen and I'm having fun and I'm talking to several other guys right now through, you know, on Bumble. And, Yay. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. I you know, it. so who knows what's going to happen. And, uh, That's awesome. Okay. So now the second thing I want you to do, so we have your mission. Okay. Now I want you to really like, pull in about your self-worth and this is rewriting that script of I'm not good enough I'm not pretty enough I'm not skinny enough like whatever any of you listening also have in your minds because we all have it we all have those things um and so I invite you to take a look in the mirror and I want you to write down also all the things that you love about your gorgeous body your physicality your traits who you are you know, when you look in the mirror and 
before you go on a date, before you have an interaction on Bumble, you're going to read that list. You're going to read your mission and you're going to date like Queen B because you know, not only you're fulfilling your mission, but that you deserve it because you're, you are good enough just as is. Right. Even if you lose weight too, like that still doesn't take away like all the fabulousness of who you are right now. And, um, the, the third thing that you asked about that I want to address is, you know, finding, striking that balance between being the aggressor in your masculine versus flirting to keep things going. Right. Cause yes. this is a yeah. question I get all the time. Um, dropping a hanky is good. Picking it up and crumpling it up and throwing it at them is not good. (laughs) Okay. So how does that get translated? It gets translated this way. Like if, if a guy wants to like at the end of the night and you are giving him indication with your body language and you're looking in his eyes and you're smiling and you say things like, um, this was fun. And let's say you were talking about chocolate that night and you say, yeah, I, I, I really want to know more about that chocolate you were t- talking about. That's an example of dropping the hanky because you're indicating that you're interested and you're also giving him a clue of how he can follow up with you. Oh, right. well then I'll have to take you to that chocolate place or right. I'll have to make you or buy you that chocolate next time. And we'll taste it together. Like you're invite, it's an invitation uh-huh. versus being a- an aggressor as a woman would be more like, okay, so this was really great. Um, I'm available Wednesday night at 5 PM. If you are, would you like to go out again? Like, I mean, I'm being obviously pretty <laughs> extreme there, but that, you know, asking a man out again, or, you know, pinning down a time, all of those things is just a way for you to try to feel better and not be anxious. But I want you to be okay with the unknown and be okay with just having him surprise you with a call or a cute text. Does that make sense? Like the difference? It totally makes sense because as you're saying that I realize I I do have anxiety about, about, yeah, just waiting for just waiting right? <laughs> Wait for that, you know, the actual invite to do something again. And so I, I feel a little in, in how much now should I message him or, and what, you know, do I just wait, I, you know, until he, you know, like messages me and, yeah. or if he messaged me and then I, I, yeah, <laughs> I know this is going to be your journey. And this is why I wish, well, one day, hopefully you'll, you'll get to do the coaching program that you and I talked about. Right. These are the kind of things that come up for people. It's like, to your point, you, you got past the phase of, um, I I'm not at the optimal weight to put up a profile and you got over that and you put it up and you already have dates. Like you're already past that. So there's always going to be what's next. Like I have clients who are now in relationships and they're like, okay, I caught them now. How do I keep them? (laughs) 
never ends. And I guess what I, I will say, like the short or the long of the answer is, is that you're doing things to show that you're excited about him, it, uh-huh. that you're showing interest, you're being playful, you're having fun, right? but you're not dependent on his validation to you or follow-up for right. your like self-esteem. Yes. Yes. And that's going to be your journey. Like learning how to not have these guys who used to do like what I call intermittent reinforcements. Like they'll give you just little, those breadcrumbs leaving a trail behind and you just like absorb them because you're like, Oh my God, I'm craving this stuff. But it's more about the crumbs aren't enough. Like if the guys are just dabbling those crumbs, you're not going to keep showing excitement or, or that kind of thing. I'm definitely past that. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. You know, no more. And, but, but, but keeping an interest going, and by the way, it doesn't have to be like constant texts. It can be sending little pictures or little jokes or, you know, having fun with that. It doesn't have to be literal text because that's another thing that women get caught up in is like, they get into these like boring conversations. So how was your day? Oh, it was great. What did you do? Well, I went shopping with a friend and and I call it just reporting. And then that can also, (laughs) yeah, that can also make a conversation die. So your job is to keep him really excited at that state, but also make him wondering, Ooh, I want to see her again kind of thing. And so it's a balancing act for sure. And I think you're in a state of recalibration with it, you know, cause you were used right. to one way and now you're trying to pull back and, and really like, yeah, like you said, have him do more of the pursuing right. anytime you're feeling like you're throwing out more texts than you're getting back. That's when you know that you're doing too much. Yes. Yeah. So that would be something. like one thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, well, Julia, I mean, I could talk to you forever. And I'm, I'm just, I feel like you're in such a good place. You know, you're really starting to make connections. You have this awareness and now it's time to just implement some actions that are different than what you've been doing. And, and you're already starting to see the results. So I can only imagine. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm super excited. I feel really, I feel really empowered. Mm. Um, And even with, you know, the little anxiety that pops up here and there, like we were just talking about, it's even that I just have to keep reminding myself, this is a fun experiment right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing fun experiment and we'll just what, what, what response this generates over here will happen if I do this and, (laughs) you know, and it's uh, you know, in my head, what would Kim, what would Kim say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know the people, and this is why the podcast is so funny to me because people say, well, I hear you in my head, literally in my head, you know, and, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and, and know that you also have the tools already in you. And yeah, if I am a little voice that reminds you of that, I think at the end of the day, what I really want you to always keep repeating over and over is that no matter what you have you, no matter what guys say about you, good, bad, or indifferent, you have you. When you look in the mirror and you really truly see that sexy, confident woman 
who's hot, no matter like how she is, that's when you'll start attracting men who see that too. Mm. And that's, that's the switch. That's the new story and the new script that I want you to play out. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, Julia, thank you so, so much. Well, to be continued, I'll definitely want to hear more in the future and just, yeah, just have fun. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks again for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient and I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you are not feeling confident in your skin and it's holding you back and it's negatively impacting your dating life, then sign up for a free coaching session, just like I did with Julia. And you never know what can come out of that. Even if it's one aha moment that you might be having, can you only imagine that might change the course of your entire life? And remember, as Julia said, working on you is working on your dating life. And stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.